With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. In 1992, the Food and Drug Administration decided that genetically modified organisms were the functional equivalent of conventional foods. They arrived at this decision without testing GMOs for allergenicity, toxicity, antibiotic resistance, and functional characteristics. The aim of the feed industry is a trillion dollars of profits from royalties every year. And the aim is no farmer should have access to their own feed. Aim is every farmer should be forced into the market every year. All across our country, our people are becoming more and more conscious about the foods that they are eating and the foods that they are serving to their kids. And this is certainly true for genetically engineered foods. Americans have a right to know if their food is genetically engineered. Hello and welcome to Mad Science, the Genetic Crossroad. I am your host, Anna Kavanaugh, and I want to thank you for joining me for the broadcast tonight. Gluten and GMO, the toxic reality. Gluten sensitivity or intolerance may not sound like a big deal to many of us, but experts estimate that about 6-7% of us, some 18 million people, suffer from this affliction for which there is no cure and it can make life very difficult. Now, gluten itself is a protein found in grains, including all forms of wheat, rye, spelt, barley, and most types of oats. And most of us think of grains as health foods, don't we? Because we are taught from a very early age just how beneficial they are to our health and our overall well-being. Food pyramids and charts show them as an essential part of any diet. But there is increasing evidence that grains, most particularly those containing gluten, might actually be harmful to our bodies. And this fact has not gone unnoticed by biotech industry companies. There has been much research done as of now on how to begin the genetic altering of grains containing gluten in order to alleviate the symptoms for those suffering. But this really has nothing to do with altruistic humanitarian concerns as the biotech industry would have us believe. Rather, it has everything to do with exploiting technology to increase their monetary gain. Unfortunately, this clouds the issue when it comes to public safety and exactly which information can be trusted. After all, biotech companies are allowed to supply regulators with their own data and can greatly influence the results, meaning they pretty much have carte blanche in deciding which items are commercialized. The real downside is that any negative scientific findings by these companies will likely never be revealed, so consumers have no way of making informed decisions. Regardless, gluten intolerance has become a very serious worldwide problem that must be dealt with, and so there are many scientists now working to find a solution. The good news is that there is hope a remedy can be found that does not require genetic tampering. The bad news, or the big question, becomes, 
will it be timely enough to discourage GM versions from flooding the market before they get there? In the last few decades, there have been a growing number of people suffering from the effects of gluten. And even though we may not be affected personally, it is still an issue that most of us are becoming aware of by the increasing number of gluten-free foods we see advertised on television, in grocery stores, and even in some restaurants. So what is it all about? Most of us don't even know. Why is gluten so detrimental to so many? So let's talk about what it is and what it does. Gluten, like I said before, is a protein with a unique molecular structure that makes it ideal for use in cooking and baking. It's what gives elasticity to dough, helping it to rise and keep shape and gives it a chewy texture. And because of its favorable qualities, it's widely used in many dishes and food products all over the world. Most of us think of gluten in the form of wheat and bread, but it's also found in pasta, cereals, crackers, cakes, uh, candy, soups, sauces, ketchup, processed meats, marinades, uh, it's in thickeners, instant coffee, and really most processed foods in general. Gluten is also attractive by default because of the grains that contain it. Grains have traditionally been considered a healthy and beneficial food source. They contain a high calorie-to-expense ratio and can be stored for long periods of time. As such, they happen to also play a significant role in the diet of most of the world's population. But there seems a strong correlation between the increase of grain in the human diet and the emergence of chronic degenerative diseases such as osteoporosis, diabetes, thyroid disorders, obesity, and cancer, and that's just to name a few. It's also really interesting to note that these afflictions are all fairly new in the context of human history. The grains we eat today are not the same as they were for our ancestors. Ancient grain actually contained low levels of gluten. So it turns out that because of their popularity over the centuries, grains have been cultivated extensively to become high-yielding crops, which has had a great impact on their genomic makeup. Through the Industrial Revolution, which drastically changed how farming was done and how we processed our foods, gluten in grains have become present in greater concentrations than ever before. So it seems clear that the gluten levels we're dealing with today are due in large part to human intervention. Everything industrialized in agriculture is driven by achieving greater efficiencies and maximum yields to maximize profits. So when we get down to it, the nuts and bolts of it, gluten as it exists today is really a man-made problem, a problem that food and biotech companies don't want to take the blame for, but they'll certainly take the profit. When we talk about gluten intolerance in people, we're really referring to the entire spectrum of gluten-related issues. And this includes everything from milder cases referred to as gluten sensitivity to the other end of the spectrum where we find celiac disease, which is an autoimmune disease in which even trace amounts of gluten can have devastating consequences to the person consuming it. There's an interesting and kind of scary statistic in the medical field that when something is newly discovered, it can take up to 17 years for the information to make its way into medical schools and into clinical practice. 17 years. So what this means is that so many people may be experiencing symptoms caused by or related to gluten, 
yet they're not being correctly diagnosed because doctors are either unaware or are not yet confident with the evidence thus far relating to gluten-based disorders. And this has resulted in huge expenses related to medical care because people are being treated for other ailments beside the actual cause. I'd like you to give a listen to medical doctor Mark Hyman as he talks about gluten being a large part of the American diet and how the vast majority of people suffering from gluten-related ailments are not even aware the gluten they are consuming is the cause. Have a listen. Gluten, protein found in wheat, barley, rye, spelt, camet, and oats, and it's hidden in most processed foods. You see, gluten is the staple of the American diet. Pizza, pasta, bread, wraps, rolls, you name it. And the scariest finding is that 99% of people who have a problem with eating gluten don't even know it. They ascribe their ill health or their symptoms to something else, not gluten sensitivity. Not diagnosing gluten sensitivity and celiac disease creates needless suffering and death for millions of Americans. Undiagnosed gluten problems cost the health care system millions. Although most people, including many doctors, haven't heard of or considered gluten as a problem, it's slowly becoming a much higher profile issue. In more recent years, the medical community has begun to accept that gluten is the root cause to many physical ailments now plaguing industrialized societies. But despite this, there has been pushback. Many articles are popping up claiming gluten-free foods are merely a fad or scam intended to soak the public uh, out of their money on new product lines. And these counterclaims come complete with supposed research and medical doctors downplaying gluten as a principal cause of celiac disease or any other ailment. Yet, biotech scientists funded by Monsanto and others are hard at work trying to engineer grains to either modify gluten or to exclude it altogether. An example of this is Dr. Wettstein at Washington State University, who was funded nearly a million dollars from Arcadia Biosciences, a Monsanto partner, to develop what he calls celiac-safe GMO wheat cultivars that lack active components of gluten. And another research group in Italy also recently reported research where they changed the structure of gluten protein molecules in flour, rendering it ineffective. So it appears even though discrediting is going on, biotech companies recognize the threat gluten has to their business and are researching ways to silence it. For the meantime, we should expect the discrediting to continue as the industry essentially buys time in developing and gaining approval to commercialize their GM gluten products. So let's talk a bit about how gluten affects the body. Much of the toxicity seen is due to its molecular structure and effect on the immune system, basically creating an allergic reaction. This can be more severe for individuals with a genetic predisposition toward immune system weaknesses. When digested, gluten itself is further broken down into many different components, such as gliadins, glutomorphins, lectins, and others. These subproteins of gluten are often highly toxic to our systems due to their interactions with normal body chemistry, with one of the results being inflammation to varying degrees throughout the body. For those with gluten sensitivity, this could manifest as feeling slightly bloated after a meal or having minor stomach pains, which could be misinterpreted as indigestion. 
but people can experience more progressive chronic symptoms like joint pain, skin rashes, migraine headaches, and brain fog, all of which result from tissue inflammation. Gluten can also cause depression by disrupting the body's ability to absorb vital nutrients such as iron, vitamin D, omega-3 fatty acids, zinc, and the B vitamins. Gluten is already linked to more than 55 diseases, but it's best known for its relation to celiac disease, which is a hereditary autoimmune disorder that damages the small intestine when gluten is consumed. Those with celiac disease experience their body sort of launching an attack on what it perceives to be foreign invaders. And this causes a degradation of the finger-like projections inside the small intestine responsible for nutrient absorption and ultimately results in inflammation blocking the body's ability to receive proper nourishment. So this is really a serious thing that, that people afflicted with this have to live with. If left untreated, celiac disease can develop into other serious conditions, such as type 1 diabetes, multiple sclerosis, anemia, osteoporosis, infertility, uh, gallbladder malfunction, malignant cancers, and also neurological disorders like epilepsy and dementia. And currently, there is no known cure for celiac disease. And so the only effective treatment is complete abstinence from gluten-containing foods. And when they say complete abstinence, they mean it. Even trace amounts like crumbs on the cutting board or in a toaster have enough gluten to trigger a reaction in those with celiac disease. Regionally speaking, Western populations whose diets are laden with gluten grains like wheat show a significantly higher frequency of gluten intolerance compared to other parts of the world, such as the Middle East, Africa, and Southeast Asia. But even more curious is that this frequency increase has taken place largely over the past few decades. Since the 1950s, it has increased over fourfold in the U.S. alone. What could be causing such a distinct rise in gluten-related health problems? The reason may actually be a combination of things. There has been much independent research showing that the herbicide glyphosate may be a major component behind the recent spike. In a well-researched paper published by senior scientists Anthony Samsell and Stephanie Seneff, both from MIT, it is evidence that glyphosate, also known as Roundup, destroys healthy gut bacteria and interferes with the absorption process. It's hypothesized that this, in conjunction with the already adverse effects of gluten, has created a cocktail that is snowballing into the current epidemic of gluten intolerance. And this is where GMOs come into the equation. Monsanto, one of the largest proponents of GMOs and the creator of glyphosate, continues to stand behind its herbicide as being perfectly benign, completely safe. They claim that it safely breaks down and dissipates in the environment and that it does not accumulate in biosystems. But the mounting evidence shows this is simply not true. Now, I've talked about this on previous shows already, but the prevailing science now says glyphosate does accumulate in the environment and in the body and is being identified as the root cause to a variety of medical conditions. The data shows it is present in the breast milk of a majority of women and in the blood samples of nearly all Americans. 
This is really no wonder, considering it happens to be the dominant herbicide used throughout the world, specifically for GM crops. Just last year alone, sales jumped 73%, explaining why Monsanto and others have a business interest in purporting its safety. Despite defensive claims by the EPA, glyphosate residue remains on plants we consume and remains in water runoff that becomes part of our drinking supply. Why the EPA has now approved another increase in the allowable limits of glyphosate use is another conversation. But the main point is it is ever-present in our food supply and it is showing itself to be exacerbating the problem of gluten intolerance. I'd like you to give a listen to Dr. Dullard as he gives a talk about GMO foods, their pesticides, and their relation to the weakening of the immune system tying into gluten intolerance. Have a listen. There's many factors that are causing the increase in gluten intolerance in the last 10 years, but new research is linking GMO foods to the weakening of our digestive system. It's kind of crazy, but really important research. Now, there are about nine GMO foods on the market today. When they genetically engineer these foods, they, they engineer them so they are resistant to be eaten by weeds, and they spray Roundup glyphosate on these foods. And what the glyphosate does is it doesn't let the weeds eat the food, but the glyphosate is impregnated into those plants, into the chips at the Mexican restaurant, into the popcorn at the movies, or into your enchilada. So when you eat these foods, you're getting this glyphosate. Studies are now showing that these chemicals, the BT toxin and the glyphosate, enter into our bodies as well. And they actually irritate and possibly puncture holes through the human intestinal tract, possibly linking that to leaky gut syndrome, something that is grossly aggravated by gluten intolerance. They've also shown that, that these chemicals can actually decrease the production of enzymes. So we don't digest hard to digest foods well like the, the proteins like gluten. And they also showed that, that proteins that were once able to be digested like a gluten, it has been shown to that the body now as a result of these toxins actually creates an immune response against these once digestible proteins. So there's a lot of research here to realize exactly what's happening to us when we digest these GMO foods. And there's a strong link now to that weakening in our digestion and weakening our ability to digest hard-to-digest foods like gluten. So even though there is a strong link between GMO pesticides and gluten intolerance, this is only part of the bigger picture. Monsanto and others have been earnestly trying to commercialize GM wheat. Obviously, it makes sense that if they can develop a gluten-free version, it would create a massive market and, hence, an enormous windfall for them. Considering wheat is the primary grain used in all U.S. grain-based products and is grown in 42 of the 50 states, this would undoubtedly take Monsanto to the next level, if you can imagine that. Gluten sufferers might initially be very attracted to the idea of gluten-free wheat-based products, but in reality, it may bring far more danger than relief. Because as it turns out, Monsanto has already invested millions of dollars in what is known as RNA interference, or gene silencing technology. This is the primary method used to create gluten-free wheat. In a nutshell, this technology functions by deliberately silencing the expression of genes in order to suppress the production of unwanted proteins. 
The thinking is that by blocking the production of gluten proteins, it will eradicate the effects of celiac disease altogether. But before we go thinking Monsanto has benevolent intentions, we'd better think again. The real motivation for them to silence gluten genes is really for the reason of opening an incredibly lucrative market for themselves and at the great risk and cost of the public health. There is a nagging danger that comes with this technology, and that is the accidental or unintended silencing of untargeted genes. You see, because gene silencing is so complex and inexact, there is a high probability this would occur and with potentially fatal consequences. Biochemist and director of the Institute of Health and Environmental Research at Flinders University in Australia, Judy Carman, she talks about how genetically modified weed genes can be absorbed into the human body and make significant changes in the way that carbohydrates and glucose are stored which would amount to serious health issues. So it is clear that gluten intolerance is rapidly becoming a mainstream problem and is the result of industrialized societies under what's really the corporate control of biotech and agribusiness. By aiming to increase crop efficiencies at the expense of natural processes, we have created one of the biggest health issues of our time. The insidious nature of gluten intolerance has allowed it to remain hidden and unidentified as a root cause to not only celiac disease, but also a multitude of other digestive ailments plaguing the citizens of industrialized nations, particularly those in the United States, Canada, and Australia, where there is a prevalence of GMO foods. It's now seen that GM crops, along with their pesticides, they act together with gluten proteins to damage the digestive system and weaken the immune system, creating a cumulative effect. But more disturbing are the actions of biotech agribusiness companies as they tamper with gluten genes through RNA interference, gene silencing technology, attempting to shut genes off and silencing vital human genes in the process. That is incredibly frightening if you think about it. Where will it end? And can we afford to allow this trespass? Now it should be said that there is much work and testing being done to find a holistic remedy for gluten intolerance, one that avoids the use of GM lab techniques and materials. But gluten-free foods are not necessarily a better alternative. In order to remove gluten, most of these foods are extensively processed and in that sense are really no better for us than what they claim to improve on. Unfortunately, for the time being, the only way to really avoid the risks and complications of gluten intolerance is to avoid eating it altogether. Gluten and the GMO connection. It is a toxic combination. And as consumers, sadly, it's our toxic reality. And with that, I've run out of time for tonight's show. We'll pick up the listener's voice segment of the show during our next broadcast. So if you would like your question or comment to be featured on the show, I would love to hear from you. Just pay a visit to the website at www.geneticcrossroadradio.com and follow the link to the listener's voice. Once you're there, just go ahead and fill in the form and send me along your thoughts. I'll feature as many as I can during each broadcast. Your voice? It really does matter and will help make a difference in both the future of our food and our human health. 
This show is a conversation, and that's where all change begins. So let's get talking. And I also just want to take a minute to tell you about the Facebook page for the series. If you are enjoying the show and would like to participate in some more interactive communication, I'd love for you to come and uh, give a like and join in at www.facebook.com slash Anna Kavanaugh Mad Science Genetic Crossroad and on Twitter at GMO Mad Science. And I hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Mad Science, the Genetic Crossroad. Please join me for the next broadcast of the show for more on GMO. On our next show, and that's scheduled for Thursday, January 29th, we'll continue our conversation with an episode named Biotech Breach of Nature, Cost and Consequences. Throughout the GMO, biotech, and agribusiness debate, we have witnessed their disastrous impact in a variety of ways, including on our own world food supply, pharmaceuticals, and in the reckless tampering of our genes, all for profit-driven purposes. These impacts all drastically affect our human health and evolutionary process. But there is another side to the story that we are not talking enough about, and one that's just as serious. The frightening consequences the biotech industry has created that now affects the very delicate balance of our planetary ecology and environment. As the hand of biotech continues to sweep across and outright ignore all reasonable boundaries of ethics and morality in its unquenchable thirst to increase profit, how close are we to the final curtain call where nature, in its own inevitable wisdom, will rise up and protest against us? I hope you'll join me for my next broadcast. If we destroy nature, surely nature will destroy us. For while we may hold dominion over nature, we do not possess its wisdom. Until next time, be well, be healthy, and be informed. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.